Shep and Otto, guardsmen and courtier, best friends since childhood, find themselves amongst the politics and machinations of the Imperial City. Loyal to their family, they are brimming with cowardice, inconsequential thoughts, and inept decisions. These are our heroes, Shep Sapoon and Otto Otomo, saviors of the Empire. Otto, I don't know. Something peculiar happened in the City of Lies last week. You what? What was I doing down that way? I was taking this girl to a meeting. Never mind about that. I was waiting on her, you know, doing guardsman bit. I heard some music playing. Great stuff. Like something by George Michael. George Michael? You what? You were the greatest. Anyhow, I started getting into it and... I might have nodded off. You blithering great pillock! Translation, you have dishonored your family, you foolish person. Don't give me that, it's been a long day. One moment upright, next minute, loud banging him on me ass. Anyhow, you can talk. Remember that time you threw up on that lion court here? I've been sick for days. You're that fish on Amios, I'm sure of it. Yeah, right. She so were holding you up by your throat. Anyhow, after I woke up, the music had stopped and all the lights were out. So? Then what? Dunno, Otto. The girl were gone, we came back. It's just... I. It were really good, that music. It made me want to find out who was playing. Chep, might not have been a good idea, that lad. Yeah, pretty much. Cheers! Let's see who's on stage. This is the Art of Warcast a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 13, Holy Crap Beanies? All right, welcome. My name's Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. And I'm Doug Keister. What are we up to today, Carl? The day has come. The cards are out. We are go for launch, folks. The Imperial City just had a population boom. We'll celebrate this by sharing our thoughts on the neutral cards. Based on the response to our clan review, we're pretty sure you'll disagree with everything Tobin says while agreeing with me and maybe Doug once in a while. We'll cover even more learner questions, but first we'll discuss FFG's OP announcements. Yes, so by virtue of probably coincidence, because we can't plan that well, we've been lucky in... what there was, there was part one released of the new fiction... Mm-hmm. Yes, the unicorn fiction this week, and we'll cover that those two parters next time when we come together in about two or three weeks. But wow, we're recording the day after what is just another vomiting of information <laughs> from FFG OP, <laughs> right? Are some, you sure vomiting is the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, I am. Because there's like there's like seven pages of web pages of this True. stuff all we, interconnected. We do appreciate everything you give out to us, FF, FFGOP, <laughs> despite the fact that we refer to it as vom- vom- vomit. True. True. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so there might be a negative connotation <laughs> to vomiting information on uh, your on your Yeah, that community. was sort of my point. Welcome to the Winter Court. <laughs> 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 all right. So they there's various things they talked about: grand co-ties and co-ties of which there'll be five Grand Kotais and approximately 20 Kotais located around the world. Uh, they talked about the structure of those tournaments. They talked about Winter Court and, hey, for those who are going to Worlds, beanies. Beanies for <laughs> everyone. 
I challenge, like last year, the, the whole thing was deck boxes are getting lost. P- did, like, pe- people didn't know what deck boxes they were because they were the same color. So now you have all these beanies sitting everywhere. Okay, I, we should explain. <laughs> it's been a busy week for me, so I haven't actually seen almost any of this. So that was an honest reaction to beanies. <laughs> We're going to winter court and it's beanies. I mean, I, I like the connotation, yep. but beanies <laughs> so <For> everyone <laughs> game of thrones <laughs> netrunner everything okay. everybody if you're w- if 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 you take your beanie to the tournament just put it on you wear it better, and, and live with it bloody had do i'm gonna say <laughs> and then everybody gets kind of like this weird blue purple ubiquitous ffg worlds mat okay it's this weird just like Wait. It's it's not neither Netrunner nor Game of Thrones void, nor void, Lord of the Rings nor Lord of the Time Rings, and Space. No Cons- Rings, okay, no. considering all of the s- the 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 swag that they come up with for L five R between Gen Con and now, it doesn't really shock me that they decided. You know what? We're just going to have one play, one you know, mat. one set of p- participation prizes for every LCG. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand. <laughs> I can one understand. mat. We have one mat to rule them all. And they talked about so the top sixteen get in, the top thirty two get something. Uh, they w- uh, there are still space. There's still space available on day Z, is what I read in there. So for those of you who have the flexibility to make these last minute plans, wow! I and think if you're listening to us in time. Yeah, yeah, I think you have until the ninth. I think that's when they're going to close it yeah, up. October ninth, something 9th? like that. Yeah, so a couple, which couple is days. Monday. Yeah, which is a couple days. So yeah. if so by the time you're listening to this, morning, it may be too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> they talked about, but perhaps the one that. And, and this is what alerted me to the page even existing was there was a post on Reddit talking about the Bonsai chant uh, being discontinued by FFG in, in official policy, right? In official, mm-hmm. in official structure. And so I went to the page and I went, there's just an announcement. But it was so much more than that. I, I don't know where I fall on this yelling. I think the best way the podcast and touch on this is we're not necessarily here to do in-depth sociological commentary. Yeah, um, which yeah, is where this true. is going to lead that's very true. quickly. So I mean, there's yeah. it seems to be there's a and I was uh, talking about we were talking about this before we came started recording, which is there's a share of people who are like that sucks. Mm-hmm. There's a share of people who are that's perfectly fine. Uh, I, I'm I don't I don't like the old cheer. Let's I'm I'm glad that it's gone. And there seems to be a share of like, can we not cheer at all? Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't want to cheer. I don't want to yell. So what you're so telling me is, there's, 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 it's there's, there's one, one third people who hate it, one third people who love it, and one third people who like something different. So no different from any other announcement from FFG ever. There's pretty much, you're right. The, yeah. the, the the rounding error on the third is <laughs> probably <laughs> left over with people who are completely apathetic and yeah. don't care at all. So yeah, exactly right? like every uh, announcement from yeah, FFG. Yeah, 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 exactly. just about, yeah. just about. I, I mean, I was excited. There was a whole lot of stuff that came out. They talk about the structure. What's what's interesting is for day two of the world championships. So you may, you get a certain number of wins. You advance to day two, mm-hmm. and then you make. I can't remember if it's and and if for those of you who are really interested in this, of course, there's a website for you to visit, and you can look at the FFG's own website. But if I remember correctly, you go to day two. You play two more rounds of Swiss. If you make the top thirty-two, you get something. But then the single elimination rounds stop, start with the top 16 plus the seven top remaining clan members outside the top 16 from each clan. Hmm. So you have 16 people plus seven, which are the top scorpion that's not 16, the top clan, crane, the top crab, crop lion, so on and so forth. So you have 23 people in that single elimination cut. And I'm like, well, what kind of bracket serves 23 people? But here's the kicker. 
the top seven get a bye in the first round of single elimination. So the bottom seven, the, the clan challengers, as they're being, as they're being referred to, the clan challengers are coming in, that let's say they're 17 through 23, but one through seven have a bye during single elimination. And so eight through 23 play the first round of the single elimination tournament, which I think is interesting because it rewards clan loyalty. It, it rewards, because if you're the 19th scorpion, you're not going to make it. But if you're the sixth scorpion and the top five are in the 16, yeah, you get you're in, right? If you're a, if you're a low-performing clan, like people are speculating that unicorn won't be doing so hot. But maybe if you're the third unicorn and the first two are in the top 16, you're the third you're, you're in. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if you're 14th, 40th or 60th. If That's you're the third, right? Yeah. yeah. All this sounds like great changes after Gen Con. It seems like FFG really took everything that happened between the Kikumatsuri and the the other tournament that happened to Gen Con and, and paid attention to you know what wasn't wor quite working right. Yeah. So mm. this is, this yeah. is a good change. But uh, you know, for those of you who haven't read it yet, take some time. You know, read over it a couple of times because there's a lot of information there. Mm. There's different types of points. There's uh, different yeah, structures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They now have different stages to the tournaments. There's like the samurai stage and the magistrate stage and the daimyo stage. And, and that's like for the that. kotais. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of information there. It's really, you need to read for content. You need to take some time and read it a couple of times. Because I read over it yesterday and I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. And, and I read over it yesterday for the, 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 the other piece is that there's, you're going to have a choice. They're not, it's not going to be every time, but each clan is going to have a choice for a second role with respect to the Winter Court World Championships, not in 2017, but in 2018. And th that's a really weird... I, I read through that twice, and only on the second read-through did I understand. So during these co-ties, each player will get a vote. They will get to a vote for the role that they want their clan to have, the second role that they want their clan to have for the Winter Court World Championships. The first role will be chosen at the 2017. But during the Kotais, this Toshi Ranbo season of the Kotais, they will get a chance to cast a vote for what, th for the role, the secondary role their clan wants. So the, the option to choose between two of them is what you're saying? For Winter Court 2018. Okay, interesting. Okay, you, but you, your vote does two things. I cast, you vote, you vote for a role. That's all well and good. If there is a clan that has that role right now, that clan is given 10 elemental points, I think it's what it's called. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, you go through and you vote like this. So you have clans gaining points because they have very popular roles. Mm -hmm. You have clans not gaining points because they have less popular roles. And you have votes being cast by each clan for what role they want. Okay? Okay. So then at the end of the season, the clan with the least amount of points, which represents the clan with the role that l l fewest people want, mm -hmm. gets to choose, gets their top pick for their role. Okay. First. Yeah. Now, that's, is that, now, is that for the primary role or the secondary role? That's the secondary role. Their primary role will be chosen as a result of this year's world championships. But at the end of the season, they'll get a chance to choose the, the, the least popular clan gets first choice of secondary role for use at the, the 2018 Winter Court. Right. And, the f and, the f and they, they get first choice in the fact of what, what was their top vote getter. Interesting. Right? So, e so, so, e so, ELO so style almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in twenty, this is how I then you know I do reserve the right to be wrong, but this is how I see <laughs> it. After I read it through the first second first time, I had no idea. I read it through the second time, 
Got to get a better idea. No, nothing that Tobin says should be construed as legal yeah, advice. Exactly. Nor <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're gonna, each clan is going to have two ro- one role coming out of 2017 World Championships. They got to play that all the way through Toshi Rambo season, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. This second role will become available for what they're calling an in, a special in-store event and World Championships 2018. The in-store event to be announced sometime later. Mm-hmm. But th- that's what that secondary role is for. And that's it. So you won't have your secondary role for, let's say, Gen Con. Mm-hmm. You'll just have the one role. But Correct. by the time Winter Court rolls around, you'll have a choice of a secondary role. Right. And Gen Con is one of the Grand Kotais. Yes. Figures, one of the really. fan yeah. five So I guess to make clear to everyone here, um, just a kind of TLDR, um, I'm pretty confused as well. So go read this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing this for the first go time. So as, go, as go dig said. in. <laughs> as Doug said. Holy cow, though. It's a yeah. lot of information, a lot of good swag. They talk about how you gain points and the structure of the co-ties because they're two-day affairs, maybe even three-day affairs. I haven't read through all that. I realized that I missed some pages yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> right? Also, each of the – I think – I'm not sure if the co-ties will, but the grand co-ties will have side events. And if and there are certain side events that you can – I guess you can only get into if you played the first round of Swiss of the – of the main tournament, and then it's like a separate track. It's, it's sort of like oh a, a loser bracket track. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that also has some stuff associated with yeah. it. It's kind of like what was going on with the um, kind of what it's called, but the the side side version of Netrunner was going on the alternate play. Yeah. Uh, when once, once you played a round or two, if you lost out, you could sit into that. I can't think of the name of it. Cash name. refresh. Cash refresh. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah yeah. 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 There's lots to read in there. Yeah, <laughs> you almost cool. need a flowchart cool. to figure out some of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. So it, again, if you're interested in that. Uh, I wanted be. to talk it out a little bit. Yes, if you and you should be. It's if the organized play system. For those of you who are listening to us that are casual players that are you never participated in one of these tournaments before. You know what? I urge you just to drop in, go to your store, get the temperature, get the feel of the friendly, lo- friendly local game store. Hopefully, there it is friendly. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And it's not a dark, dank place that, that <laughs> is unwelcoming. The the organized play stuff uh, on just the game night kit level. A lot of people talk about GNKs, mm-hmm. the game night kits. That's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. You go to your store. The game night kits either can be d- used as tournaments or they can be used as a weekly or monthly uh, league. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. They've, they've got some nice little prizes, usually alternate art cards. And it's just a fun way to get out, meet some new people, make some new friends, play and play L5R or play your favorite LCG. Right. So definitely take a look for play league play. Different games. I I got to tell you, yes, we've had the cards for a while, but I am so excited for the next few days, let alone yeah. few months, because that means my the the potential group, the potential people that I can play with, has grown substantially. Exponen- exponentially, my yeah, reasonable. Exponentially. <laughs> well, and 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 something interesting as, as sort of a kind of dovetail to that. Uh, I went to our friendly local game store in Broomfield, Colorado, yesterday. They got in 36 copies of the game. They, they had uh, 12 copies available that weren't pre-ordered that they had on the shelves. Okay. I, w- I went there yesterday afternoon. There were two copies left on the shelf, and most of the pre-orders had been picked up. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, similar similar deal for us, to be fair. Yeah, uh, heck, of, heck of a lot of pre-orders, and, and as I was saying last night before I left out from work, there were three tables of people we didn't necessarily recognize playing L5R. So this is, um, this is definitely building Even up better. nicely. Even, yeah. better. Even better. So go check out some league play. I mean, th- this is going to be this is a great game, and the league play is going to be a lot of fun, and it's it's casual. Leagues mm-hmm. are casual. They, you know, they're, they're not really... I mean, they can be competitive amongst each other, but, you know, it's meant to be a comfortable, friendly situation. And so the... Big deal here 
what I learned fairly on early on playing these kinds of games is if you play with the same three or four people in your household, and that's perfectly fine, you you're locked into that meta. You're locked into those kinds of thinking, that kind of patterns. When you step out and play that fifth person, that sixth person, that seventh person outside your group, and you see how they're playing the game, and really even rules clarifications, yeah, all no kinds kidding. of things yeah. can trigger it. And oh you yeah. can learn so much more. And the beauty of the game and maybe you know some of the warts will <laughs> also show. <laughs> right? But yeah. you can find some real shiners. Mm-hmm. So for the uh, uh, use myself as an example, for the first couple of years that I played Netrunner, all I did was play casually at our local Wednesday night league, and I enjoyed that a lot. And it was they could be pretty competitive, and it was fun, and I got I learned a lot of things about the game. But that that sort of you know before that, th- during that time, I really wasn't interested in doing any of the tournaments at all. After I'd been doing that a couple of years and playing the league and you know hearing people talk about going to Worlds and going to Gen Con and playing these big tournaments, I decided to you know try the tournaments out. Mm-hmm. The tournaments are also fun. Yeah. So this can be a way to get you more you know it's it's a it's a step into the organized play system. You can stop there if you want, or if you get interested in it, you might want to start playing in the tournaments. Mm-hmm. And I've had fun in the leagues in the tournaments. It's been a great uh, it's been a great uh, experience for me. Mm-hmm. I think the best encouragement I can give to newer players kind of going, should I get involved in anything beyond um, store level, is the easy one. No offense to anyone, but at Kiku Matsuri, there were lots of players that were not hardcore players who were sitting there having fun in a festival atmosphere going, let's do this thing. Yeah, you know, let, yeah. Let's oh just yeah. play this. And, you know? and, and I think this is a community that's, for one thing, large enough. No the, kidding. The, the playing community is large enough that they're going to be a fairly strong sample of your community in mm-hmm. in your hometown in your area and that's going to be a strong sample so if you're you have a homogeneous community <laughs> your playing community is probably going to be a little homogeneous but either way it's going to be a good representative sample so it's going to be just like everybody else right yeah um, and we're going to see a lot of diversity and you're going to see some really exciting stuff and meet new people uh, it really is fun like i have met these two guys and I have met a large number of my friends that I have now through games. Yeah. For, well, Topin and I met through Netrunner. And what's interesting is that we have a common friend who we've both known for years who <laughs> we'd never met each other, you know, even though we had this common friend, right, mm-hmm. until right, we started right. playing Netrunner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like, yeah. wait, you know mm-hmm. Kelly? Yeah. yeah, I know Kelly. <laughs> I, I remember the first time Tobin, Tobin came up to me. He said, medium to latte, please. Not too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I probably said extra hot. <laughs> extra hot. I probably extra. said extra hot. <laughs> it's skim these days, right? But anyway. I, I, do yeah, have to make, I do have to make one comment, though. Sure. Homogeneous? You really are a college professor, aren't you? You're yeah. ripping out those $10 words. <laughs> even, even better, you guys really are American. <laughs> Homogenous, possibly? Uh, yeah. Aluminium. <laughs> Aluminium. It's not our fault we invented the damn thing and pronounced it correctly. We, we get two out of three there, right? Yeah. All right. So let's turn our attention. We're going to digress here. Let's, let's turn Some our more. attention to... Wait, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. is one long digression. To our neutral clan reviews. We can approach this kind of the same way, I think. Mm. Which is talk about the some of the dynasty cards, although there aren't very many dynasty cards right. in the neutrals, yep. right? And it's a slightly different approach, which was probably why we avoided it in the first place. It's a little strange when we yes. did our clan reviews. Um, but we can talk about those that are that are definitely auto includes, and those that aren't, that are maybe less likely to be auto includes, mm. right? And I think there aren't. I don't know that there are auto includes in the dynasty deck. 
Um, there are there. Are, it's de- depending on what your deck is doing, right? Yeah. So Depen- okay, it, it depends also on how many cores you have. We are assuming a three core environment. Yep, we can yeah, do that. Reasonable. Yeah. And the the point being that you're going to have to take something from a dynasty. So in some ways here, it's going to be the what am I forced to choose situation. You know? Yeah, and you don't. Well, I guess you do have to take something from dynasty, right? You yeah. don't have quite Numerically, enough. Yeah. So depending on if you're if you're a heavy military deck, maybe you want to bring in Otomo Kritia for the defensive on the political side, yep. or vice versa with Sapoon Guardsman on the defensive, because their limitation is they can't attack the person with the favor. So at the very least, they're a defensive character. They're good backs. At the most, yeah. At the yeah. most, they can be uh, offensive as well. Wandering Ronin uh, is probably a never include. Hmm. I don't know if I'm going out on the limb there. It's it's. I think Wandering Ronin is situational. He's got great hair. <laughs> Have you that's noticed how it flows the, in the wind? That's the situation he's great in. Flows in the bar. while it water, <laughs> while he's wandering, it's just flowing. You know. As always, it's a shame we're not videoing this. So yeah. You know, it just, I was um, that was a little too metrosexual, I think. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> there we go. Right. There we go. Yeah, no, I think I think situational is the very political way of saying will most of the time be not be put into a deck right now. Okay, if 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 you need another five fate character, basically, yes, yeah, you, you know, throw him in because okay, yes, it's because his cost is three, but are you ever not going to put the two fate on him because you spend fate off of him to boost him? Yeah, three three for his base stats is going to feel so agonizing. And he could be a good end game card. Yeah, if you have a lot of if you have a lot of but, but there's no way to time that, right? And the risk of him coming up early is uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's tricky. just not And not that and he's a, a zero glory character, right? I'm pretty sure. <coughs> so in in I'm pretty sure I'm going to play against him recently. So in a lot of situations he has that nice little at least I'm on a dis- on a dishonor neutral. You know, dishonoring me is not going to hurt, honoring me is not going to benefit. So he fits into deck styles like that. Yeah, you know. yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm always sad to see one. It's like, where the scorpion goes, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> no real help there. Well, and you, of course, you have your keeper and your seeker initiates, which you include according to the role that you're playing. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we do agree. Okay, is the is the keeper objectively better than the seeker? Yes, I think so. Yeah, the agreed. keeper initiate is objectively better than the seeker it's initiate. A, it's a waste wing gear. Uh, the seeker, which is how they balance, because the seeker role itself gives Pretty you two strong. fate, mm-hmm. right? If you have those, if you have those two, and they get exposed in your bottom four, sometimes you only get the one. But if you trigger the keeper, you protect your keeper once. That's one fate. If you trigger it and, and manage to put an initiate or two out, that's that's a lot of free character fate. Right? Yeah. If you happen to have three keeper initiates in your deck, and they one of them's in your provinces, and two of them are in your discard pile. You trigger Holy your keeper no. roll. Oh, yeah, you all yeah, of a sudden yeah. have three guys on the table, each with a fate on them. Even so. with, even with one trigger, it's rough. Two or three is monstrous. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I, I've seen it happen with two and three, and it's a nice thing when it happens for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on your side. Yes, right, right, right. <laughs> and then you have the two holdings, favorable ground and imperial storehouse. If I have space, I I will include one or two of those, and it just depends on which one. Do I think the deck needs? Do I am I going to go for kind of a glory or win? Am I going to be am I going to be drawing fewer cards on the honor dial, or am I going to and maybe I put in Imperial Storehouse, but am I going to is it more of a competitive deck? Then maybe I'll put favorable ground in. Well, so as I've said before in previous episodes, I'm not a fan of holdings. As a general rule, there's only one place where I like holdings, and that's if I'm playing crab. Mm-hmm. 
So if I'm playing a crab deck, I'm just going to seriously consider putting those into my deck. Right. Even even in a three-core situation where I've got the two crab holdings available to me. You know, g- I'm going to give consideration to both of the neutral holdings. But that's the only place for me personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I'm playing any other clan, I'm going to avoid those two things like the plague. Because I would rather see a character flop over than a holding flop over. Yeah. I think favorable ground is the only one I seriously consider. Uh, I would be happy to see that turn over in Dynasty. It's it's the one that will swing a conflict phase in general, not necessarily a conflict, far more than Imperial Stronghold ever will. Okay. Imperial Storehouse. Okay. Imperial Storehouse. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. All right. I could, so uh, <coughs> I could also see using that one in Unicorn because it adds, uh, you know, it adds some more movement. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Personally, one of my favorite tricks has been um, ambush bunch of guys with Scorpion, send one home. Interesting. Yep. Got to get a cheap defender. All right. So now we turn our attention to the conflict deck, which the may conflict neutral, which may structure a bit more like the previous. Oh, wait, ones we didn't we mention Mia Mystic. Oh, Mia Mystic. Yeah, we didn't mention Mia Mystic. That should probably tell you something. Well, <coughs> I would put it this way. Out of out of a two cost one one otherwise unremarkably annoying annoyingly weak um, character, God it screws plans up though. If you've got a good attachment around, if you've pacified someone, if you've hit them with a cloud, near Mister of the things that screws it. Yeah. So it does tend to sneak yeah. in as my as my two I have no more choice cards. Yeah. yeah. There there okay. are good there are good places where you can use Mia Mystic. But it's again, it's it's situational. Again, the the char- it's not like in Conquest where you have characters in your hand and you can yeah. you can plan out like oh here's a character in my hand that I'm going to play next turn not this turn but next turn. L five R is not that right. Mm-hmm. You don't have that control. You have to some extent some control. But if that province gets broken or it's already broken when that character pops up on it, mm-hmm. you don't have a choice. It's it's mm-hmm. either you're either playing it or you're or it's going away. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have nearly as much choice, and I think that's where I'm, I'm learning the game a little bit more now. Like, oh yeah, you know, we've been playing it for some time, but as it sits now, the whole game, the whole thing, new players coming in, new ideas, I'm seeing like, wow, you know, I don't have as much control over my characters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's become a much more of a realization. Yeah, no, totally. I uh, so still counter it. If, if she didn't have anywhere near as powerful an ability she has, I would be paying no attention whatsoever. But that, but discarding the attachment on the fly is such a big deal. I've I've charged them into combat to kill attachments. Oh wow! It's well been well, well worth it in the right circumstance. Yeah, Charge, go. kill, go. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> okay, so turning our attention to the conflict neutrals, I see that as kind of an uh, as an upside down triangle. For those of you who are, the, the many of you might know, have heard of Haslow's my- hierarchy of needs, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which talks about the needs that people have. You know, first they f- have to find shelter, and then they food and water, and then they they find you know then reasons they, to then live. Then they find find right? somewhere to play cards they, and they a deck reason, of cards to play they, with. Yeah. So so this is an inverted triangle, like Tobin's triangle of death or Tobin's triangle of irrational thought. Tobin's no? triangle of irrational Tr- thought. Tobin's, mm. Tobin's triangle of uh, evolution into trying uh, to explain this yeah, concept. And, and so right. So <laughs> so I'm trying to. So okay. Right. The, the, the name of the you're thing getting needs work. too technical <laughs> with the this. name of the thing needs a little work. Just stop. <laughs> so broad top. There's yep. these these things are are almost always. Uh, this is how I see the cards. These cards are almost always useful. Yes. Charge. Right. They're. Bonsai. Bonsai. Bonsai, court yeah. games, assassination. Yeah. What about charge? Don't have charge because it's military. Interesting. I, I, I absolutely agree. So here we go. I absolutely agree. Well, Bonsai is also military. Bonsai and, and court games. They, they are the two. Like, if you're not putting these in the deck, something bizarre is going on. True. I do think that 
in three core at least these days, assassination makes it a little bit further down that tree. Just a tad. assassination I, is often a two of. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. do, I, I would, I don't know that I would put in three assassinations. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not but doing now. Yeah. they are. Uh, we're not. I, I'm not following yeah. the same model, right? Okay, so, so top of the tree still. Yeah, top, top of the tree. Top of that tree yeah. is Bamo. Those three cards, mm. and maybe if, depending on what your deck is, either outwit or route. Mm-hmm. One of mm-hmm. those two, right? Mm-hmm. Trying, trying now, now doing the quick span over what's in my conflict deck, but yes, yeah. So I mean, I think you're quite right. Um, uh, I, I would put charge as well, personally. Banzai charge, assassination, court games are the ones that everyone will be playing. That's the ones that are going to get the most consideration, I think, out yeah. of the, the new conflict, and they're not related to what's in your deck. Yeah, yeah, they're simply good. They're they're they're, they're good utility cards. Yeah, right. And so <laughs> so that's those are the cards that are in my. Top top line of that triangle. Not katana and um, fan. Nope. Interesting. Because there are attachments. There 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 are things that can be done against them. And they, katana, fan, and for shame are on the next next tick down. Interesting. I agree on for shame because obviously conditional. But I, I katana and fan are the six cards that go directly into my conflict deck in all circumstances. Uh, yeah, I don't. I've been do. I've been building it now. This might show that I'm. Incompetent, well, or, but I've or experimenting at right, least. right. Mm-hmm. But I'm experimenting with not having all of both. Interesting. I'm saying, okay, this is a heavy political deck. I'm not going to put in ornate fans. Well, sometimes or I'll go I'm three go, and two. Right, three mm-hmm. and two, two and one, something like that to bolster. I'm thinking about defense. Mm-hmm. Right. Interesting. This like is another. How do I bolster the weaknesses in my deck yeah. with my con- but my character weaknesses with my conflict deck? So if I'm playing lion. I might put in three ornate fans and two fine katanas. Mm-hmm. Less likely to be military buff. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. And that's and that's because the way I'm deck building, this is kind of my deck building idea, is that you take your characters, you figure out what characters you want, then you build your conflict deck. And you build your conflict mm-hmm. deck with the your characters' strengths and weaknesses in mind. Completely. How agree. many courtiers do I have? Oh, I have four courtiers and forty cards. I'm not taking courtier required cards. Mm-hmm. For shame doesn't make it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. precisely. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There, the conditionals like for shame, um, uh, route being the other one. Route right? being bushy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. I still find myself ending up. Maybe I'm. Maybe I've been playing factions such as Scorpion, where um, certain stats can be hard to come by, and the ability just to go a zero cost plus two is a huge deal. Interesting. Yeah, I have to say, I, I, I'm, I'm not about to throw away one of those ones from my deck, but I'm intrigued to hear that people are. So. Right. And then, so uh, thoughts on your side, Doug. I don't think I've ever played a game where my deck did not include fine katanas and ornate fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll be in there, definitely. Yeah. In some level. Well, it's zero it, for plus two. In right? a lot of cases, yeah. it's yeah. three and three of uh, for for both of those. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, a um, little side bit. We should probably should touch a little bit on why those four cards you mentioned, or three cards, as being absolute top of the pyramid, rever- inverted pyramid, We would all why we would always take them. I mean, it kind of kind of sounds stupid, but they are. Why are they so powerful and ubiquitous? Well, court games. Well, court games and bonsai are because mm-hmm. you will always be getting into a military conflict or a, or a political conflict. That's mm-hmm. the nature of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going to be on offense or defense, you're going to see it. Yeah. And those cards are zero cost, yeah. and they can s- they can win you a conflict. Yeah. And that's a, that's another reason to take both the fine katana and the ornate fan, though. Yeah, zero for a plus two. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, and for and for depending on your play style and choices, a more persistent plus two. To be fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they so go on and, stay. and so you can use those those four cards in combination, 
can make for a really powerful you know, something you know some really powerful you know, characters and really powerful situations where you just push through and break the province. Yeah. Right, but I'm I'm thinking about just you they're ubiquitous on the side of defense or attack. When I think about Ornate Fan, when I think about Fine Katana, I'm usually thinking about attacking. Interesting. Using that for for my attack bolster. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily for my defensive. Ball. Oh, I use them defensively all yeah. the time. Interesting. Yeah, I would say um, mentioning um, Banzai in court games. Obviously, Banzai is flat out power. I always think of Banzai as one card, zero fate, one honor. If you're playing that, you really probably should just be getting paying the honor and getting the bonus. Yep. Um, and I'll also, and I'm, I'm wa- ready to be corrected here, but I would detail that when you resolve the second version of Banzai, it does not have to be on the same person. Correct. Which, with that the amount correct. of character control effects we have, is very worth remembering. Yep. yep. Two, two sapoons at four rather than one sapoon at six and one at two is a different matter. It, mm-hmm. it, Banzai specifically says resolve this card a second time. Exactly so. Part of resolution is choosing a target. Yeah. And on the flip side, court games I love because it's utility. What do I need what do I need to do in terms of honoring and dishonoring right now? Let's go let's go do this. Yeah. I love that oh, card. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Particularly and, in school. And the math is easy on those. Yeah. Right? You're like, well, court games you play and you say, Would am I gonna get a bigger swing by honoring one of my people? Or Having them choose the person to dishonor, mm-hmm. and I was saying the long-term faction there as well. Banzai is what? How much? How much military power do you need right now? Court games is how much is one character being honored or dishonored going to start to swing this game? Right. Yeah, that's a good point too. That's yeah. a good point. And then the third level down relies a little bit more on card combinations and so on and so forth. Uh, spies at court, cloud the mind, and charge. And I'm willing to move on charge. M- charge can move up on the triangle. Okay, so. Charge, I, I can see why you you know move charge down a little bit. It is a little more situational than bonsai and you know fine katana and all that. Mm-hmm. But and and there are going to be a lots of lots of cases where you are emptying out your provinces during the dynasty phase, so yeah. all your cards will be faced and out. And that's where that's usually the, the the circumstance. That's the turn that I get my charge in my hand, and that's I'm like, oh, yeah. wonderful. Yay, yeah. this is cool. I would add in as well to, to as a, a corollary to that. Um, I've noticed from one call to three that um, in one, having something worth throwing out in the provinces is way more likely. You're so less likely to you're so more likely to get chunked and not be able to bear, pay everyone out that someone will be left behind to charge with. In three core, I'm finding it's much less likely. You're going to have someone stuck there who's worth charging into combat. Oh, okay. That's I definitely noticed that. Okay. My charge has right. gone down to two. I still think it's up there, but it's definitely down to twos at the at okay. best. Okay, so. and then Cloud the Mind is... Glad the mind is a very powerful attachment. Yeah. If you have Shugenja. If you have Precisely. Shugenja. Precisely. Yeah. Right? Um, Glad the mind thing. is an attachment, folks, that can blank another character's text box. But only playable if you have a Shugenja in play. So uh, this this is a good case for the Mia Mystic. Yeah. Like in Crab, I have very few Shugenja available to me. So Mia Mystic is something I could put into my Dynasty deck so that I can then, you know, play Cloud the Mind on. Say my Sepun guardsman, right? Mm-hmm. My own card, so yeah, that yeah, I yeah, blank yeah. his, yeah, yeah. so that I blank his text box, so that he can attack. Yep, if I've I don't have the favor. Yeah. So there, 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 mm. there's, there's plays there that are good. Sorry, you just reminded me of the last game I played, which did briefly involve a Shiba Peacemaker being clouded. He forgot he was supposed to defend and just got on with things. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, and 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 I've done that in several games. I played Cloud the Mind on my own person, 
So I'm like, yes, now I can go attack you. Woohoo! To, to be fair, on the counterfront, twice during the game, a Shishura actress became a Serene Peacemaker. Oh <laughs> the Serene God. Warrior, sorry. Serene Warrior. And what cracked me up as well is, on one of those times, the ser- I got the Serene Warrior and I honored him, which is something my opponent had failed to and do. And the Serene Warrior is a four-glory character. Four-glory right? character, yeah. yes. He, yeah. So he was he was defending an, an entire attack on his own. But um, what cracked me up is I got him and honored him, which my opponent had failed to do during the turns that actually had the Serene right. Warrior. So the Serene Warrior is a 3-3? A 3-2. Three, three? Three, Three two, three two four with glory. four glory. It's a phoenix character. It was a military attack, so a Shishora actress big. honored him, and yeah. he became seven. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> I awesome. love that actress. She's silly. <laughs> All right, so then at the bottom of the triangle, three cards: good omen, fallen in battle, contingency plans. Now there you go. Yes, I completely agree. But if any of you are familiar with um, Game of Thrones and some of the card design overlap here, fallen in battle making at the bottom of this tree says something about how characters are treated in this game. I don't care about killing people a whole lot. Right. Do you? Well, Fallen yeah. in Battle, the, the limitation on Fallen in Battle is that it's a particip- you must choose a participating character to kill. Mm-hmm. So, and you have to win by five, which isn't a big deal. If you break Pilgrimage, if you break Pilgrimage, you've won by five. Mm-hmm. You don't have to exceed the strength of the stronghold by five. You mm-hmm. have to win the conflict. So you're like, oh, you have seven, I have 12, I win by five, I break your province, I win by five, and you can use Fallen in Battle. But a participating character is killed. Mm-hmm. And that can be that can be a limitation. So a participating character after you've resolved that conflict. That yeah. is the difference between that and say I can swim, which is I get rid of someone who is stopping me from winning. After I've already won, I remove a character from the table who might be going away anyway. Right. It's a it's, an, it's such an interesting um comment on the dynamic of this game that we don't really care that much. It it does have good uses though. Oh <laughs> yeah. If I'm the first player it's the first conflict of th- of the round. I break a province, let's say pilgrimage. Yeah, I'm winning by five. Mm-hmm. I, if I play a fallen in battle on, let's say their clan champion, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that, you know, where uh, that hinders them as the second player. So there are situations where it can be good, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's not one of the ones that's. Uh, high on the list of when you're going through the neutral cards of should I include this in my deck, it's more of it's more of an afterthought. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. strange one. Yeah, and then um, as you're saying, good omens, uh, card slots for that bonus fate in the right circumstance. Mm. I kind of like it in certain cases. Uh, if I can, if I'm playing like crane or lion, and I can get my champion out early, and I've got you know a couple of good omens in my hands, it's awesome. Yeah. Or, you know, if I get Hida Kasada out playing crab, <laughs> I've got good omens in my hand. Yeah, Again, no, even uh, more awesome. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the key there is d- it's usually the 41st, 42nd card I'm, th- I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. right? And it's just, and at these days, it's one. If I, include, if, if wow. I include it, it's one. And it's only if I'm in a kind of a low draw situation. Like you said, honor, honor deck along the lines of crane, lion. Maybe crab. Maybe this is a, a Scorpion viewpoint, but I do not nowadays give it any serious consideration because every single conflict card it I is have is viewpoint. there to win conflicts. Yeah, and, and now here's Carl with helped. the Scorpion <laughs> viewpoint. <laughs> yeah, and and good omens does not win conflicts. Right. Basically. Right. Right. Yeah. Does not help in the slightest. It yeah, it doesn't help you win this conflict. Mm-hmm. It helps you win next round. It help, help, help gives you a reasonable chance, but yeah, it's uh, like I say maybe that's the maybe that's the playstyle. But yeah, these days I just do not consider it honestly. Yeah, not right now. Uh, you know, one of the things that I when I describe this game to new people, I like to talk about how it's kind of like chess. Mm-hmm. 
The game of chess is actually pretty simple as far as the rules go. You've got a set number of pieces. Each of those pieces moves in a specific way. It's once you get into the interaction of those pieces and, and the interaction with your opponent mm-hmm. that you get the deep strategy, the, the huge thinking game. And to clarify, that interaction is also very long term. Yes, it is. So if you look at this game a little bit like you look at chess and, and look, you know, two, three rounds down the road, mm-hmm. then something like Good Omen can be a key part of your strategy. Mm-hmm. And there's the fun part, because um, taking taking back the comments of Scorpion perspective, most of the time my basis is on is what can I do to control and mess with this conflict? That's what wins me the game. So the fortunate part is that while L5R definitely has a chess component, it also has a short-range brawling component, as it were. A short-term win-this-fight-go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's like that's that's, so cool that's some of the glory of Mono no Aware. Oh yeah, without any you doubt. have to think both short term and long term in this mm-hmm. game. Yep. And then um, contingency plan is the last one, which is the neutral card that allows you to after the dials are revealed, you can uh, alter your bid by up or up or down one. It is going to shine, just not yet. There, there, there has to be cards and effects that will like like I can swim will care a heck of a lot about it, just not quite right now. Okay. It, it, I, I can see it, it might have it having potential. Yeah. Being able to adjust your honor dial, especially uh, right. in duels. Yeah. Like it, if mm. we were speculating on dueling being a big part in, in coming expansions, mm. maybe. Well, will you, will you be able to play plans. that during it's a after, duel? It's though? after you reveal your honor dial. After yes. you reveal honor dial. Yes. Oh, it's a reaction. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll work just fine. Yeah. And um, as I'm saying, as we get into say honor decks, as we get towards people seriously trying um, to win mm-hmm. honor wins, contingency mm-hmm. plan will be your best friend ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not your best friend ever, but it'll be definitely a good It'd friend. Be a solid, to have solid yeah. tool in it there. A, it allows you for some error. So if you're playing an honor deck and you're like, okay, I always bid one or I always bid, you know, bid two, and then all of a sudden your opponent bids five, and you're like, oh, I, I could use another card. Mm-hmm. So it's also, it's cool. also a great card for an end game situation. You're in round four. One or both of you are going for the the the, the stronghold break. Then you know, and maybe you're in a low honor situation. Also, you yeah, can no you kidding. can use you can use this card to shift the table enough to you know make your opponent be a little more defensive. Mm-hmm. Yep, and get him outside of assassination range, right? If you get him yeah. down to two honor, you're like, or, or three for that matter, you're like, you ain't assassinated anybody. Ha ha ha! I love I love getting there. This is this is an insight to how Tobin talks to his opponents. It's also it's also tells you how many times. My characters have been assassinated. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, I look across and I'm like, yeah, man, you're at three honor. I'm not getting assassinated. I'm going to put two, four fate on this two cost character. Uh huh. <laughs> and then I end up losing anyways. And then I can swim. Yeah, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> Any anything else we want to say about the neutral cards? Spies in court is my forty first card. Okay. Interesting. I keep wanting to do Spies it. Spies in can't court. Quite. Yeah. Spies <laughs> in court. I'm I'm trying to find space for it because it can be. Two discards at random? Whoa! Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right? That Just two-card loss, period. Yeah. It's a massive swing. Well, I think my final comment is, as usual, everybody out there, take some time, go through the neutrals, think about what we've said about them, and tell us if we're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, send us you know, send us comments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As, as, as a counter on that, in the, in, in the front of them being neutral cards, is don't forget they're there. They are going to be the basis of almost everybody's plan. And remember, these are cards that are going to be around pretty much forever. If you look at let's if you look at the the history of Netrunner, five years they had the same core set. They're just now in 2017 after the game was released in 2012, getting a revised core set. So this core set is going to be around for a long damn time. Mm-hmm. So, so know these cards, love these cards, pay attention to them. 
And that, that's a Doug Keister. Five years is forever. Oh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> no, I know. There will it's be a corset forever. <laughs> it's worth as, as it's you were saying. As you were saying, I was like, it's five years. Five <laughs> years. Okay, if you think about it for 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 a game like this, five years is a long time. And I, I am being full on full on facetious. I always say any any board game older than five years is prehistoric. Yeah. So. yeah, unless you're playing something like Magic: The Gathering or whatever. Board that, game. I mean, that's uh, board, board and right. game. Yes. Can I get away with both of those? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> with board games, you're right. The, you know, with card games, maybe five years isn't that long well, a time considering yeah. the history of the L5R CCG and all that. But five years is a, a as a decent span of time. It's long enough to stop and remember. Think how long was that again? Yeah, and L5R may never get a revised core set. True enough. We don't know. True. True. Who enough. knows? Who knows? So uh, we have a few. Outstanding learner questions, learner observations. Mowgli uh, from Reddit. We're still kind of working our way through all your stuff. We did some <laughs> clan reviews on the neutral, so hopefully that satisfies <laughs> you for now. Uh, we'll, we'll be getting to more of your, you've, you've asked for a tips and tricks episode, and we'll get to that and action windows, those kinds of things. That's an episode. We will be getting those uh, <laughs> out soon enough. Uh, maybe actually next one. The next one would be good. Pre-Worlds. Yeah. Well, now people have got hold of this, got hold of cardboard, played for a little while. Mm -hmm. Some serious talk on turn structure would be a damn good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah. We did receive an email, which is a very rare thing in the podcast world, at least in my experience. We received an email from Jonathan. Uh, he talks about he's a crab player, and we s at one point we give him the impression that we were really excited about playing crab. Well, I am. Yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm really enjoying playing crab right now. <laughs> I, I, I sit down at the table, I pull out my crab deck, and watch my opponent go, oh. <laughs> so Jonathan says, um, I've worked out about four different flavors and emphasis for the crabs, dishonor and hand control with an earth focus. Uh, he maxes out on his attack, attack and defense or max, max political attack or max defense or max attack with minimal defense, right? And he has several splashes, but he's only really won a couple of games outright within the 50-minute window. So he's just basically saying way too many of his games are running to time or just really long. And he doesn't have – there's not a lot of points. that like Based on the tiebreaker system mm -hmm. that was used at Gen Con, he doesn't have a lot of points. So, yeah, he might win a modified, but it's just really hard to do. And so he asked, with present tiebreakers, it just doesn't seem like a host of modified wins are going to be enough – to see the way into a Swiss in the top X cut, right? You can only get you can only make the top of the cut if, at, with a max of two modified wins. The way the point structure works. Yeah, well, they said rounds. they had they said sixteen points, right? Yeah. So you need sixteen tournament points. So if you get, well, they did say maximum though. So I guess if you went three and three and didn't lose a game, and you got three and three, that would be. Uh, nine. That'd be twenty-four points. I'd, it'd be hard to argue that you're not don't deserve to be in just because you're undefeated. Right. Mm -hmm. But you have three. Even if that third win is counted as a loss, you still have more than sixteen points. Anyhow, mm -hmm. that That's being said, he brings up a good point, though. Thanks, absolutely. Jonathan. Yes. Uh, and honestly, this is one of the pitfalls that you're going to run into with crab. Pitfalls. I sense a pun because mm. you know traps. The crabs are a tar pit. Okay. All right. I did. I did choose my words carefully, and I sensed the pun coming on. I was going to leave that as an exercise to the listener, but thank you for, you know, Captain Obvious. Sorry, Tobin here. Pun warning incoming. Awuga, awuga. Yeah. One of the. One of the. One of the. Getting Doug off track. Okay, Doug. 
one of the problems. This is one of the problems with crab. Crab is is heavy defense. Your idea, the the whole point of them is to be this impenetrable wall that y- your opponent cannot break your provinces. Mm-hmm. So, you, with this heavy defense m- m- theme that they have, you need to pay attention also to how you are going to break their provinces. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to take that a good defense of of uh, in a, in a conflict and roll that into a good attack on the the very next conflict when it's your turn to attack. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of the crab stuff I've done uh, excuse me. A lot of the crab stuff I've seen and that's gone well for them have been a bit of a scorpion style play. I don't keep saying this but seriously the, like tactically it seems to work this way. A lot of the scorpion stuff will be a game of give up on this particular conflict, don't worry about it because I'm going to counterattack where it matters here. Right. Now the crab can do that and still defend successfully. Right. They can go, don't do much to defend, throw resources into attack. It's okay to lose the conflict as mm-hmm. long as your province isn't breaking. Yeah. And you can do that very easily yeah. with crab. Yeah, you should not. So you take that, you take the loss, the minor loss of, you know, y- yeah, you lose that conflict, but your province isn't breaking. And then you take that and you part, you take whatever you held back in that la- in the, in, from the defense and you push that Precisely. into the attack. And to break to break your opponent's province. And just take a one example that I've taken as um as influenced myself. Um, Stoic Gunso. Stoic Gunso is a classic example of um, I use a small character and maybe a holding to defend a province and nothing else. Then I suddenly throw this big guy down who's going to maraud into an opposing province, sacrifice the bowed character over there, and probably break in response. Yeah. I mean that's classic classic crab style play. That's what I've found has been both effective for them and well hard to deal with. You know, if with the right with the right cards play, the right the right kind of hand held together, it's really difficult for your opponent to you stop know, that very well. Considering that this game has just come out, using mm. the term classic crab play might be in the matter of yeah. the last forty eight yeah. hours. You know, re- yeah. re- re- repeated. Since you know. Jed yeah, So yeah. two months or whatever, yeah, yeah. A month and a half. And then to address the other part you mentioned as well, uh, obviously we're talking about here about avoiding going to time. I don't know how much you've played here, Jonathan, but it is getting quicker. And we've been saying this for ages, but people are getting faster and faster just in their play speed. Yeah. Right. You know? Once the, you know your cards and know yeah. the turn structure, it'll get faster. Yeah. And, and have an idea where you're going. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then, so you know your cards, you know the turn structure, you know the action windows, you know where they're there. And you know your deck. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You, yes, you yes, have, yes, yes. You yes. have formed at least a primary, secondary, maybe a tertiary path to victory. And so you know what you want to do. You, you, you've... You have a strategy of priority of rings. Mm -hmm. You have a strategy of uh, priority of attack. Who's going to attack first? How much to defend? So on and so forth. So all those things are just going to get a little bit faster every time. And it's going to add up to a 45. Now, we're not saying that crab isn't going to go to time. Mm -hmm. But it's going to get clearer about who's winning, who's not. Well, if If you're playing crab, you have to be ready for the hard slog. You have to be. It's, it's on gonna it's, on both sides. Yeah, it is. It's gonna, it's gonna be, uh, you know, a, a slugfest. And you have to figure out how to defend just enough, and how to attack, you know, hard and push hard. And you have to be pushing for that province break every conflict yeah. that you can. Yeah, you, yeah. You, as you said before, I think you're right. Your opponent is going to win rings. You should be responding with a break almost every, almost like yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say as a little side note there as well. In tom- in terms of getting down playtime, I found the biggest switch for me that, that speed sped the game up immensely was not looking at the five rings and going, "What do they do, and what do I want them for?" Is looking out and going, "Okay, cool, fire." I've I've recently got to that point and been like, I can look at the table and go, "Oh yeah, that one, cool, go." Yeah, water exhaust, water yeah. readies. Yeah, 
you know, right. and and also just Air having gains a, honor yeah. fire. Yeah, honor somebody. Yeah, dishonor somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, the idea that's that, automatic. Yeah. yeah, having that linked into my game plan. Well, I don't I don't want him to have water, but I want it for this and blah blah blah. Go, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those four. Those five things alone. <laughs> you're like just like, yeah. you're like okay. What does water do? You look at the card. Oh, yeah. that's what water does. Okay. There, there, there. There's a ton of moving parts to this game. You know, they and the interactions are very complex. You, yeah. And once you once you get some of those pieces down, you, once you've learned your cards, once you've learned the rings more, once you've figured out, you know what what happens when you know you're you sit down against someone who's playing Phoenix, and you see them, you know, slap down Adept of the Waves, and you know, figure out you need yeah. knowing what to do. You know that that will come with time, and you'll get faster. But that but you still need to play hard, push hard. To get you know to get the win with crab in that fifty minute window. Not to horribly digress, I realized the other day that add up to the waves trick is until the end of the phase. Uh, so sure, actress add up to the wave makes me giggle. But anyway, <laughs> and here's Carl with the scorpion <laughs> point. Did, did that one? I did. Well, yeah. Well, cool, um, Jonathan. You asked to see a deck list, and maybe we have one. I don't. I don't do. Maybe have we Dub ever does. About have, do you have a deck list to share, Doug? I can put up the deck list that I've been using. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a two-core deck list, the, the deck that I've been playing recently. I just on release day got my third core set. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I, I have a confession to make. I actually now have six core sets. Oh! Wow. So I set aside money for it, and I, I, I was planning for it. <laughs> I now have two play sets of every card. Yay me. Yay! <laughs> Awesome. Yes, I well, am. Yes, I am that crazy that's, that's, guy. No, no, that's that's. I, I remember a, I remember awesome. a post on the L5R LCG, and the guy had a store's worth of stock of them. So whether he was a store runner or not, I'm not sure, but it was on this kitchen table at home. <laughs> it was like oh, oh ten, really? Like oh, ten really? copies. It was like, is that for him and his entire play group or something? <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you have the that gives you a a whole lot of fate tokens. Yes, it does. <laughs> that's what it gives you. It, that's fate, he's building, he's building a fate, co- a fate ball pit. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, like Scrooge yeah, I could almost do that. Scrooge McDucking and fate. I, I can make it rain fate tokens. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's insane. The right? honor tokens are even worse. I was going to say, <laughs> then we can get to that, yeah. Uh, uh, how many honor tokens? Well, it's I know 40 there's, and 50. There's, there's 50 yeah. honor tokens, but there's 40 fate. 40 fate. Yep. Yeah. So there's, so, oh my God, yeah, there's more fate, more honor tokens. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a, a, a quart gallon Ziploc bag that I just started putting them in, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> if I wow. roll it up, it looks like a fat bag of some drug or something. <laughs> well, I was, was going to say when 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 they pull that out at the um, at the customs, they're going to be like, "So do you smoke this? Crumble it? What is this?" <laughs> well, no, they're, they're, that's going to stay home. I'm taking. I, I have just enough tokens in my in the, my plastic carry box to in my token box. Well, to and here, here's <laughs> it does it doesn't have to do with tokens, but I went to Atlanta uh, recently, and on my way out, I got additional screening. My bag got additional screening, mm-hmm. and I had taken uh, an L5R deck, contrabands, clearly, bags, right? Just that, just had a couple decks, and then, the, uh, uh, you know, the tokens and what have you. And he's like, <coughs> additional screening. Okay, all right. Isn't that and, fun? And I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, I left the toothpaste in the freaking thing. Oh, that's why they're doing it. Da, yeah. da, da, da. Then I'm looking at the screen that he's looking at, and I'm like, the the b- the box of interest, as far as I could tell, was my box of cards and i kind of look at it and i'm like so are you are you looking at that is that what you're looking at because those are cards like i've carried cards with me all the time and they've never tripped anything and the guy just says and the guy says it just looks like something that we've been told to be on the lookout for and i'm like 
Well, okay. Huh? Like I said, you're carrying, okay, you're okay. carrying contraband cards. They haven't been released <laughs> okay. yet. How I did you so. get these? Here's so. a public service announcement <laughs> for everybody out there. When If you're traveling with games, you know whether you're traveling with a deck box, whatever, pull it out when you go through the screening at the airport. As we were coming back from Gen Con, the, the TSA guards that were at, going through the line were telling us, when you get up to the scanner, pull out all your board games, all your card games, everything. Pull those out of your bag. Because the scanner cannot handle them properly. Yeah, it's complexity of shapes. It tends to trigger a yeah. lot of um, issues, both in terms of the scanner and in what they're looking for. Yeah. I've had the same thing with a, with a un- unraveled um, headphone set yeah. before. So this is something where this is just to make your travel in and out of the airport easier. Mm-hmm. If you have to go through screening and you have games with you, pull them out and separate so that they can see what it is. Yeah, It's not be- it's not because the um, TSA guard was considering whether or not to steal Tobin's um, pre-release <laughs> contraband cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> steal? Acquire? Confiscate? No? Confiscate. Am I on a list Confiscate. now? Confiscate. No. Well, wait, you are British, so you probably are. I am on a list, like yes, to be fair. I know that. They've stopped me off enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so announcements. We will be at Worlds, or I will be at Worlds. There'll be a large, fairly large contingent from Colorado going. For those of you who have the opportunity, there are still a few tickets available. So if you're hearing this before Monday the 9th uh, and you want it, you're interested, think about going. Uh, we are going to have a Smokes, Tokes, and Rokugan event on Thursday night. It was intended to be the event that, that kind of split the two days, but now that there's a third day, it's kind of the end of the second day and... Well, we'll have some fun. It's at Joe Sensors, um, so keep an eye out for that. I'll be putting up more information in the next couple weeks, and I'll have some more details uh, with our next episode. You can stand outside in the cold and smoke with your beanie. With your beanie. That's Thank ex- you. That's there exactly we go. What I, I saw the beanie, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who knew I was going to be smoking <laughs> outside. But I'm sure it was Brad. It was Brad. There'll have to be a picture of that, a photo of you with the cigar in the cold with the beanie. And so, so <laughs> or many of us. Many of us. <laughs> Like so the now, whole crew, right? Like yeah, so everybody will be known by their beanies. <laughs> exactly. It was really nice last year. So last year, even in the evenings, it was like 50-55. It was warm. Right. <laughs> that is warm for, yeah, for, for Minnesota. Minnesota. I mean, it was, yeah, no kidding. So I'm standing outside. I'm standing outside FFG because I got nothing going on. Conco's done. We're, I'm just uh, So I, I, light up a, I light up a cigar and I'm standing <laughs> outside FFG and I've got a hat on. Not a beanie. It's not cool. It doesn't have World Championships 2017 on it, but it will this year. That'll be fun. And so we're we going to be at Worlds. I'm, uh, it's I'm less than a month. I'm really disappointed that I'm going to miss out on all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, we're, I'm, I'm disappointed that you guys aren't coming. There you so. go. I can, I can, it's okay. I can head back to my store and inform my friend Mike who's going that he's going to get a beanie. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com via Twitter at Art of Warcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, Honor is the deadliest weapon. weapon.